1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 826, I Want to Punch Perfection in the Face, by Courtney Carver of BeMore'sLess.com, and I'm Justin Mollick. Happy Friday, and welcome to Optimal Living Daily, a podcast with the crazy vision of bringing thousands of blogs to audio for free, sometimes even books. Today's post comes from Courtney Carver, a regular author on this show. And speaking of Courtney Carver, registration for her 2018 course on simplicity is ending in just a couple of days, closing for the entire year. So if you enjoy her content and really any of the authors I narrate here, is worth checking out. Come by oldpodcast.com learn to learn more. But for now, let's get right to her post and start optimizing your life. I Want to Punch Perfection in the Face by Courtney Carver of BeMoreWithLess.com. I don't usually talk about punching things. I'm usually a gentle writer and thinker, but perfection pisses me off. It gets in the way of the best experiences, great creative work, potential relationships, and self-improvement. Perfection reminds us that we are not good enough and that we will never do enough, have enough, or be loved for exactly who we are. Knowing that, I'm sure you understand why I want to punch perfection in the face. When I think about the artists that never share their work because they can't get it just right, the mothers that never ask for help because they don't want anyone to know that they don't have it all figured out, and the couples that never meet because one person didn't have the perfect introduction, I go crazy. Perfection can be paralyzing for some and a minor inconvenience for others, but unless we all agree to punch perfection in the face, we will miss out on so much seven ways to punch perfection in the face. Number one, look forward to pleasing the right people instead of all the people. It's not your job to make everyone happy. Your ideas, words, and actions in life or work will never please everyone. Shift your expectations and intentions and revel in the beauty of offering something that makes one person smile. Number two, ask for help. You can't do it all, and if you really want to enjoy life, You don't want to do it all. Offer your advice and skills to others and lean back for support where you need it most. Hire professionals, call friends, email experts. You are not alone. Number three, stop comparing. Your life experience is as unique as your definition of success. When you can truly stop comparing, you can figure out what that definition is. You can take time to ask important questions like what really makes me happy? What will I contribute to the world? What is enough for me? Number four, do less. My dad always told me never to order pizza at a seafood restaurant or seafood at a pizza place. Specialize in one thing or a few things instead of trying to be good at everything. Number five, support imperfection. Hold the constructive criticism and be gentler with the people around you. Celebrate the best qualities in your loved ones and identify what's most important. We are the toughest on the people we love the most. They deserve better. Number six, give yourself permission to fall apart. We admire composure and work to hold it all together all the time. If you need to lie down and cry, throw a temper tantrum, or write about punching things, do it. Embrace your human nature to rise and fall and fail and get back up. Number seven, do it anyway. You are not perfect. Your work isn't perfect. Your life isn't perfect, so what? Go on, jump in. When I asked some of my friends how they punched perfection in the face, here's what they had to say. Paul Jarvis, author of Everything I Know, said, quote, what I learned through 16 years of web designing and three years of writing is that perfectionism and launching run in opposite directions. You can't have both, and I want one more than the other, unquote. Rob Young, consultant and founder of the $100 Club said, quote, I tend to find perfection only becomes a problem when I'm debating whether something is good enough to launch to the public or its intended audience, so that's my focus. To help me punch it in the face, I remind myself 1% of anything is better than 100% of nothing. You have to put something out there before you can get any return on it. If you're waiting for perfection, then the very desire to do the best you can is preventing you from getting any results at all, unquote. Brooker Berman, playwright and author of No Place Like Home, A Memoir in 39 Apartments, said, quote, I don't believe in perfection, honestly. I'm easier on myself as a writer than I am as a mom or a human. I believe in imperfect work. I believe in sending things out for feedback as soon as they're finished. I are on the side of hasty. But then as a playwright, I'm lucky because whatever I write will go through development process, feedback from actors, from theaters. I'll get to hear it aloud and refine and rewrite until production but in general, I think a piece of writing can be imperfect for a time. I wish I could find the same grace in other areas of my life, Unquote. Andy Church, consultant turning dreaming into doing at Prolificate said, quote, I finally punched perfection in the face or broke out of perfection prison and actually did it. I left an unsatisfying job, started a consulting business and am writing the book I've always known I could. For years, this idea had languished in my mind on bits of paper and journal entries on my laptop because it wasn't perfect yet. Now that I've let go of the need for it to be perfect, it's no longer an idea. It is reality. Instead of working on someone else's dream, I get to make my own and it feels amazing," Tammy Strobel from Rowdy Kittens, an author of You Can Buy Happiness and It's Cheap, said, this is such a difficult question because it's a constant struggle for me. If I don't strive for perfection, I feel like I'm not trying hard enough. In our workaholic culture, the term good enough has a connotation for ineffectiveness. For example, I've been working on a blog post for the last few weeks on car ownership. It isn't done yet because I keep trying to make the essay perfect, and that isn't helping. To combat perfection, I give myself deadlines. I'll publish my post this week, whether it's perfect or not. Giving myself deadlines helps curb my perfectionist tendency, unquote. While I was thinking about punching perfection in the face, I was brainstorming titles for this post like Perils of Perfection and How to Embrace Your Beautiful Flaws and When Perfection is Paralyzing. They were perfect titles on perfection. Then I remembered I wasn't perfect and called it exactly what it is. I am so grateful that I am not perfect. The opposite of perfection is not flawed or broken. The opposite of perfection is freedom, massive, crazy, unbelievable freedom. You just listened to the post titled, I Want to Punch Perfection in the Face by Courtney Carver of BeMoreLess.com.
0: This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda.
1: And before we go, just a reminder about Courtney Carver's year-long simple living course. Registration is ending in just a couple of days. So check it out. A bunch of the authors I narrate right here are participating and teaching throughout the year. So to learn more, come by oldpodcast.com learn. And that'll be in this episode's description. Thank you for being here. Have a great start to your weekend. And I'll see you in the Saturday show tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.